Hi, my name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life and our faith walk with Christ. I always say faith cannot rely on the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. Now, talking about the power of God. Yemi, what can you enlighten us with today? Well, Philia, right now, um, Treading Faith is taking an intermission for 21 days closer to God fast. And during this fast period, we are fasting and keeping ourselves in prayer, worship, and meditation on the word as we grow closer to God. Each week of this fast, we have a theme. This week's theme is trusting the voice of God. Mm. Our reading will come from the book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 10 to 18. I'm reading from the ESV version, but feel free to use any version you like. Now, there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and he was baptized and taking food, he was strengthened. Amen. Amen. So um, there is like a whole prequel to this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like the infamous, or not the infamous, the um, well-known story, well-known Christian story of the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. And um, on the road to Damascus, Saul, a persecutor of, of people who were following Christ or who were evangelizing and spreading the word. We call them Christians today. Then it was called the way he was on the road to, to Damascus to go on a hunt, to look for more uh, followers of Christ mm -hmm. and bring them back <laughs> to Jerusalem so they can be persecuted. Right. Like the Bible says he wanted to bind them. Mm -hmm. Like he wanted to tie them up and like drag them. That's how much he wanted to persecute. Uh, anyone who followed Christ or who is preaching the message yeah. that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, is the Messiah, that he died and he rose from the dead and he is living. Mm. He was in the synagogue with others who were 
convicting, condemning, and sentencing to being stoned, beaten, death, whatever. And so on his way to Damascus, I mean, he asked for special permission. That's what the, the Bible says in the story. I um, You can read chapters eight and nine um, to get a, a bigger landscape. But Saul actually asked for permission. He was like, give me these papers so that I can go, right? Like he was such, he was such an enthusiast for persecuting people of the way mm -hmm. that he went to ask for special papers, right? He like wanted a warrant for their arrest. <laughs> right. He asked for the warrant and on his way to Damascus, Jesus, um, um, he encountered Jesus who asked him why he was persecuting him. And, um, and during that time, um, Jesus made him blind. And then Jesus also told him, go into Damascus, like go where you were going and enter the, and enter the house of the people of the way. And even, even he was just like, uh, I mean, these are the people like I was about to like kill. <laughs> like, and Jesus was like, go do this. And he's like, okay. All right. Like he's going to do it because he had an encounter with Jesus. Like it says Jesus appeared to him and that he was blinded. So he had this very, very real encounter in which he became a believer immediately and instantly. Um, I don't know if he met Jesus during his, uh, while Jesus was walking the earth um, in physical flesh, but I'm sure he's heard of he's heard of him. So when he had encountered him on the on, on the road, knowing that this man was um, crucified and um, and doing all these things in front of him, appearing in a light, he became a believer. He was like, oh, "Okay, I got this wrong." But Jesus made him blind, and then after Jesus sent him on his way and told him to go enter into the house of the people of the way. And these people, by the way, took care of him, right? Like, <laughs> this is talking about mercy be to the utmost, right? This man was here to um, kill you, like wanted to drag you back to the synagogue and have you stoned. And here he comes. He's like, oh, man, I had an encounter with Jesus and I've completely changed my mind and my way. And I'm a follower. Please let me in. I need to be taken care of. I can't see. And they take care of him, which shows like the character of Jesus who's forgiving, and who's kind and open-hearted. Mm -hmm. So then after he tells, um, you know, Jesus has this encounter with Saul and gives Saul instructions, then Jesus um, gives, God gives a vision to Ananias and then tells Ananias to go and um, talk to Saul. And so Ananias, he hears the voice and he's like, yes, Lord, your servant is here. Right? Like he knew that a God was talking to him yeah. and God said, go to Saul. And, um, and Anais is like, uh, but isn't that the man who like was like trying to persecute us? Like what? And Jesus, God is like, go, go. And of course he's, he's obedient, right? right. He's obedient, but it wasn't without him questioning God, which is, which is what I really want to talk about because I think a lot of times when we hear the voice of God or where, where we have a revelation or, or even a confirmation, receive a word or a message from God that requires us to act in a certain way, requires us to do something that is basically stepping out on faith. We question it. We have a lot of if, ands, what's, or buts, <laughs> uh -huh. anything but to go. And I don't blame Ananias because he, he's like, you're sending me into the lion's den. But he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do what, you, do what you said. 
he went obediently, but I don't know how much he, he was like, tr went trustingly. He probably was fearful the whole, whole way there. And he was like, oh my gosh, what is God sending me to do? What is God sending me to do? He even asked God like, yo, I, are you talking about so-so? <laughs> and, um, and so he does it. And what happens here is that when Ananias he, um, hears the word, and Saul hears the word, both of them follow the instructions, hmm. but yet both of them questioned the instructions because there was this, oh, this looming fact that Saul was there to persecute. Like he was a zealot. Hmm. This was his character. Saul was like, I don't know if these people are going to accept me because I was a persecute. I was a persecutor reform now, but they don't know that. And God is like, go. And Anais is like, I don't know if I can have an encounter with him because he's a persecutor. He might try to tie me up and take me to Jerusalem to get stoned. And God is like, go. So both of them encounter each other and they have these messages. The, the voice from God tells them to encounter each other for a very specific purpose. When Ananias meets Saul, he goes and meets Saul. Saul's eyesight was returned. And this was to show, to bring confirmation to everyone who was watching, to Ananias, to Saul, that Saul was the person who was supposed to go out and preach the message to the Gentiles, mm -hmm. right? Like he was, that was his instructions. He was supposed to go out and, and evangelize Gentiles, whereas the apostles and, and followers of the way were mostly talking to the their other Hebrew brothers, sisters, cousins, families, whatever. He was going out to the Gentiles and God chose him because he was a persecutor mm -hmm. and everyone knew him. He was infamous, notorious, and everyone knew him. And if he can be converted, people were, people would surely believe, right? Cause they would say if this man who, you know, had, has, has like a, a body count <laughs> that's going up can really believe, then I must believe. So God had this special message. And the whole point is that when God gives you, a, um, when you hear the voice of God and God sends you to do something and you're questioning, it doesn't mean that we can't question, doesn't mean we can't have our doubts. But the fact is that God goes before you to pave the way. Mm. So Ananias in his fear, God had already set up Saul to be in a position of weakness so that he can he can only rely on Ananias. Like God wasn't sending Ananias to the lion's den. Ananias just didn't know, right? Like you don't know what you don't know. He couldn't see. He just heard the voice of God. And to trust God to put him in the lion's den and to deliver him, I don't know how he was feeling. Maybe he was like, I might be going to my death, but you know, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. Right, right. But sometimes you need to trust God because no, even when he sends us out to do something, we always have that, but what? I don't have this. We have all these lists of the reasons why we can't do it. Right. But yet God has gone before us to prepare a way. Right. He has orchestrated. He has sent someone ahead of us. <laughs> he has changed someone's mind, right? Like in order for us to get to that next step, he needs to have an encounter with someone who needs to be waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Ananias was told to go to Saul. Saul was told to wait for Ananias. Okay. Like that, like God was not messing around with providing this, this clear direction. They were definitely supposed to encounter. They were definitely supposed to cross. And so 
having that trust in God means that even though you think you might be going in the lion's den, even though you have all your if, what, buts, all your failures. I know I list my failures before I step out on faith because that's what I live in, in a constant fear of failure. God is like, I've prepared the way, but we don't know until we get there. And if we don't trust God enough that he's prepared the way, we'll never get there. We'll never get to the, that point where that room, we'll never enter that room. We'll never start that business. We'll wow. never write that book that is already a bestseller. <laughs> exactly. that you're like, we won't get it if we're like, oh, it's not for me. All oh, these people, right? I heard this today. Like sometimes someone, the, the job that you've been praying for hasn't even been created yet. So you're kind of waiting, but you're not trusting God to take the steps to move forward because you're like, oh, it's not there for me. But God is busy preparing a way for you. Right, right. I really love the fact that you said, and thank you so much for that explanation, um, Yemi, because I think that sometimes, first of all, you know, God gave us one mouth and two ears. <laughs> he gave us two ears for a reason, right? So that we could be listening double the time of talking. But when God is talking to us, sometimes we may hear that voice and we may, you know, doubt if it's God or not, if it's our subconscious, if it's the devil, if it's our psyche. But when you start to hear that, it only becomes real when you start to trust that that's God's voice. And I think that it's really, really important to, once we get to that point, like even with this fast, you know, to get to the point that we hear God's voice, but now trusting it is super important because the trust is where the faith comes in, you know, because without trust, then what is your faith if you don't trust? And it's not just a word that you, you throw around like love, you know, it's an act, you know, you have to be actively in faith for you to be able to have faith, right? It's not just something you just say, you got to actually believe. You have to be in it to win it in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So so I, I, I really like the fact that you mentioned that God has already paved that way. He already got there first. So he can pretty much, you know, uh, uh, feel out all the treacherous territory and say, okay, let me send my soldier now because I already know what they're going to go through in a sense, right? Um, I, I think about the time when I said, uh, I was hearing that voice again, recognizing God's voice when I was in the hospital. And I know I talk about this, but it's really one of the most incredible periods of my life because here I was, I wasn't sure if I was ever going to see again. Doctors were telling me this, the chances were slim to none that I was going to have full, my full eyesight. And they didn't know what it was. They thought I had lupus. They thought it was an autoimmune disease. They just did not understand why my eye was growing to the size of a golf ball. And yet still, um, I was losing mobility, but I was still able to see even though I could not move my eye. And I was in the hospital for literally almost six weeks. I, I missed every, like all the major holidays from Christmas to to, you know, from Thanksgiving to New Year's, I missed all of that. I was in the hospital. And that was the time I started to recognize, you know, my life. And, and God, you know, kept, I kept hearing the voice, you know, that this job, this teaching, the career that I thought I was going to retire in was not the job for me, was not the career for me. And I need, I need to leave it. That's what was causing my stress. And even though I had the best doctors from Cornell and New York Presbyterian and Columbia, everybody was coming through, you know, making their rounds, asking me the same questions over and over and over again, they still couldn't figure it out. 
And when I got back, COVID happened. Almost like as soon as I got back a week later, shutdown happened. And then we were home and now we're teaching from online. It was so different. We still had these weird deadlines and kids are have their cameras off and it just was not the same. And here I was thinking I can impact change in 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 person. Now I'm on I'm I'm online and it's just further and further away from what I think my truth or my path is supposed to be. And I quit in the middle of COVID, literally July 1st was my last day. Now I could have gone through to the end of the year, collected that check, but I was like, nah, I can't, I can't wake up another day doing this. And I had no backup plan. I say that all the time. And people said, so what are you going to do now? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, what do you mean? You don't know. I'm like, I don't have a plan. So you left the job to not have a job. <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds. And the more people talk to me, the more I started to feel like, okay, maybe, maybe that was weird. Maybe it wasn't God. Maybe the devil wants me to suffer. And I started to doubt, like, because I was hearing it too much. I, it just, and, and there were a couple of people, you know, even you, I remember you said, wow, Philia, I commend you. Like, I don't know if I could have done that, but I really commend you. And your faith is really strong. Like you used to say that to me. And I really, you know, uh, uh, took heed to your advice because that voice that you kept saying, it's really interesting. Even when I wanted to leave, I wanted to leave New York and you're like, Congratulations, Philly. Everyone's like, you're crazy. What you leaving for? And you're like, <laughs> you're like, if you have to leave, Philly, do what you gotta do. Like, you've always been that voice of reason for me because it's like as absurd as something seemed to me, you would always kind of like, and we weren't even doing a podcast together. It was like we had no clue that that's what God wanted for both of us. It was just us having our our growth group and having conversation and eating our doubles. <laughs> at the time. And God, God knew that plan. He knew what that plan was going to be for us. And I, and I think you said, are you going away because you want a new start or are you going away because you're running from your problems? And I was like, I, I, I think it's because I want to get away from here. This place reminds me too much of my hardship. It reminds me too much of my struggles and my horrible, toxic relationship. And you're like, if you go, you know, you're going to take that with you. Maybe you should clean that up before you leave. And then I didn't go. So that that's all God, that's all trusting. Right. And God mm -hmm. spoke through you. Yes. You're a very wise woman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and You're loving and you're kind and you're courageous and unstoppable, but God was also speaking through you for me to hear that message. And I'm so happy I didn't leave and I'm here and I'm doing this and not saying that we couldn't have done this had I gone, but it would have been out of sight, out of mind. I would have had to actively, you know, continue our friendship and be in the midst of everything. And, and sometimes that's just a little more difficult to, to, I guess, materialize because you would have to want it that badly. And again, I did not know what that fate was going to be. So this story, you know, is just a real constant reminder of why it's important to just trust God, not just hear him, but trust. And I pray that now that we've gone through our milestone week <laughs> and we're now what, in day nine or eight, like nine now? Ten, ten. <laughs> And we're in day 10, you know, I think that it's like we're, we're, we should be treading faith right now. Like we should be in that, in the crooks of that faith where we're like, okay, we had our hardship. We went through our first three to five days of, of like 
being tempted and we should be really good. We should be trying to cruise right now. And hopefully when we have our live, we're able to talk about, you know, what are the things, what are the revelations? What are the things that God has been telling you? Because some good things has been happening, like wonderful things has been happening. So this is something I look forward to discussing in the live. And I really love the testimonies that, that all of our brothers are actually giving through our group chat because it's it's showing that it's real, it's working, and we are a real community of God's children. It just makes me so happy and pleased. So that's why I enjoy this story so much. Oh, um, I mean, Philia, first, thank you for sharing your testimony. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's so interesting. Like you, I, I feel like you have the best testimonies, mm -hmm. and um, I always look at you and say like this is a woman who really operates on 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 faith and i would say blind faith but that's not really true you operate on trusting faith right like you're not necessarily you're not blind right like you're not going out there blindly you're like i don't have to know what five things ahead, five steps ahead because i know god is going to pave the way right, right? and like I said, I, I operate in fear and um, that holds me back a lot in my life. And that's why when when you make decisions and you're so like definitive and I remember being in growth group and you were asking for prayers for discernment and you were praying week by week for affiliate to have discernment. That was your constant uh, prayer request. Mm -hmm. And when you made definitive decisions, I was proud of you because that's something that I struggle with. Like I can't, I have a hard time making major decisions, small decisions, super quick, right? Super quick, bigger decisions. I stew on it for a year. <laughs> and so to see you like do that, I was like, you know, and, I, and I'm thinking like, I'm just talking to you like Yemi's talking to you. And here you're saying like God is confirming, you know, things that um, the, um, the way that I feel, right? Like that thing that you have, God is confirming because you're hearing negativity about it and you're hearing trust, um, faith, faith in it or support. And you have to choose which one is God talking to you, right? Because we know that God is not going to like sit there and, and condemn you like making decisions that require trust in him. Right. Oh, this is a, a big shout out. If you have not listened, and, and I shared this in our group last week, there are um, there's a teaching by Rick Warren on hearing the voice of God. And he uh, and another pastor gives this test, uh, gives this message. And they talk about seven ways to confirm. And one of the ways is that, you know, what God has for you is going to be positive and he's going to talk to you lovingly. And then you also are going to receive peace in there. So having peace in the fact that you made a decision and you're not looking back is, is a surefire way that is one of the re ways you can test whether God is, is telling you to do this. But a lot of us, God tells us things and we're very unsure. So we question it and then we kind of push it to the background so we don't have to act on it. So we let in a lot of noise. And that's kind of the, the reason why we're doing this fast to kind of tune out a lot of noise and focus time with God, specially segregated time daily is because we need to like decipher what is God's voice. And if I'm really hearing God's voice, how am I going to act? Because I need to trust God. Yeah. And, and in saying that, it's kind of question, puts that question on you. Like, do you trust God? 
-hmm. because we can say that we do, right? Be like, I trust in you, like, oh, my soul, you know, <laughs> you would not leave me for a second. We can quote the scriptures, but when it comes down to it, when God says, take that leap, if you froggy, mm -hmm. are you going to jump? Ribbit, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Well, we know Philia will. <laughs> she has faith. Oh, and I can tell you from knowing Philia and like seeing things happen in her lives, I, in her life, I know that God rewards her and blesses her for her faith. Like the things that have happened since then to now, even like your current position, right? Like there's like a bit of uncertainty and then you being able to do this and that in the meantime to make sure that you have some kind of income, things that you didn't ask for, that you didn't seek, that came to you, right? Because God is preparing a way. And so even the position that you have right now, would you, if you had continued at the school and maybe accepted tenure, you wouldn't be in a position to take this on, take on this new position because you wouldn't have heard about it because you wouldn't have been in that uh, other position right. that pushed you into that. Mm -hmm. And so it's the whole point where like, you may want something, you may desire something and God wants to give it to you and bless you for it, bless you with it. But he's orchestrating a lot of things and you have to trust him in the process. So all these things that happen kind of put you in this waiting period for what you have right now to be a director, right? Like, is that something you even foresaw for mm -hmm. yourself? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just seems so far away. Like, you know, I'm a college counselor. I'm an, a, a student advocate. But like I'm looking and I'm like, I know I can do this. I can do it. But what, you know, usually when you're in there, sometimes you need to have a doctorate in order just so that you can be in positions like that. It's very difficult to become a director at any university. And literally, I got it by just someone recommended me. My boss recommended me. And again, the same weird, interesting, no weird, like God, God ordained um, um, position. I happened to be in the office that day. She was walking by talking to my now direct supervisor. And she looked at me when she said, yeah, I'm looking for someone to be a director. I, I can't retain anybody. And she said, Philia, can I give you a number? And I'm like, um, yeah. Sure. Wow. That's so noble of you. Like I work for you and now I'll be in your same position. She said, yeah, I think you'll be wonderful for it. All right. She's calling you now. And literally like within five minutes, I got a phone call, set up an interview for a zoom. And two days later I was, I was signing papers. So crazy. Like I, that's just completely gone. Like there was no way in here. And the reason why I was even in the office was because someone reported me that I was talking about God in the office. So she said, you know what? Just come to St. John's. Don't even worry about it. Don't even go back to that office. I'll send someone else. You can do your work from St. John's instead of being in the actual building of the high school. So again, me talking about treading faith to someone who was super excited about treading faith. He said, yeah, she's talking religion in the office and recruiting people and, and doing podcasts in the office. And I'm like, what? Like, it was just so crazy how that things spiraled out of control to put me in control. Like it, it was just, Ooh, so I love that. So I love that. So beautiful. So beautiful. I, I yeah. can never, I mean, there's no perfect way that God could have caused that. Like there's nothing there's like, that was literally perfection because anything different would not have resulted in that. So. 
Yeah. I mean, all the things that God orchestrator, orchestrated, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all want that perfect straight, straight mm -hmm. line, right? We ask God to make the crooked path straight. Right. And for God, he's like, well, the crooked path, I'm going to make the crooked <laughs> path straight, but not straight like you think. It's still right. going to be crooked, but I'm going to kick out the debris. Right. right? Like right. I'm going to clear that crooked path for you right. so that you can walk it and follow it. And you, like, you just never know what God is orchestrating, but first you have to trust him. First, you have to move forward. First, you have to do it. I mean, I'm so, um, I'm inspired by that. I'm so inspired by this. And I think like, we need to talk about this more on the live because there's so much that God has orchestrated for this to happen for this for you to be a living testimony absolutely absolutely we are just so excited and we really cannot wait to talk about this on the live so we thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today we hope you enjoyed our discussion on the conversation of Saul but before we end we have a few announcements and then we will close with a prayer We are super delighted to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesdays weekly YouTube live discussion, where we will be discussing our first 11 days of fasting during our 21 days closer to God. This will take place tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Now, we'll be releasing more information every Wednesday via this podcast, so stay tuned for that. Please check out our Instagram page for updates, and if you like us, spread the news follow us, and don't forget to click that like button. Then you can comment and share with your family and friends and neighbors alike. Now, if you haven't done so already, we are continuing to fill our jars of joy with a note, a scripture, a prayer, or just something God has done for you. God, that's something that God has blessed you with. Now it's not too late to catch up. We're only in week 19. So in the podcast, the last podcast of the year, we will empty out all of those jars or boxes, take turns reading our blessings, and just delight in that joy. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer. Now, God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We put our trust and faith in you because we know that nothing is impossible with you. Just as you told Sarah about the coming birth of Isaac, we know you will make a way when there is no way. You raised Lazarus from the dead. You made the dry bones have flesh again and then made breath enter them. Father, you, you look out for your people and for that we praise you. God, today and every day, we believe in your power. We trust in you, O oh Lord. We believe in your intervention and our mind has silenced those critics. We cannot hear the non-believers, all we hear is you, Father God. Father, thank you for everything that you have done for us, everything you are doing and everything you will continue to do. You came down to earth to save us and told us to have faith in you. You said that with faith, we can even say, we can even move mountains, Father God. 
So for we, you tell us to go throw ourselves into the sea and it will be done. But our mind knows that if we believe and trust and have faith in you, Father God, that we will receive anything and whatever we ask of you in your holy name. We believe in you, God. We believe that you are Lord. We believe that you are the most high. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth. Erase our doubt, O oh Lord. Take it all away. Help our unbelief and deliver us, Father God. You are our righteous hand, Father God. We pray that we continue to put trust in you, Father. You have never forsaken us and those for those who seek you. You have never let us down, Father God. You will never let us down. So continue to mold us into your image and hold us close to you, Father God. Show us how to mature as Christians and improve our walk with you. Steady our trust in you so that we never, ever waver, no matter what the battles are that we face on this earth. We declare that our faithfulness to you, Father God, continues to be strong because you are our rock, you are our redeemer. And may, from the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts, may it be pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, in Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you all for tuning in. We can't wait to see you on the live tonight. Remember that we love you, but most importantly, God loves you. Talk to you later. Bye.